1: You're about to receive a life giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church
0: and remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over.
1: Sides were taken over.
0: Because I am unconditionally loved by God and that harvest. I come to God as I am. But through today's life giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just a moment. Go to Psalm 138 and 8. Say, I'm an evolutionary. Say it again, I'm an evolutionary Psalm 138 and 8 It says this, we looked at this last week We're going to look at this scripture again today Because this scripture, while it's short, it's very strong Sometimes the simplest sayings are the strongest sayings The Lord will perfect And we learned last week that means evolve The Lord will evolve or perfect that which concerns me Say, I'm being perfected He's evolving me And everything around me look look at me some of you have been resisting the change going on around you because you overvalue what you have and you undervalue what can be achieved through evolution but today somebody say but today i choose to accept my evolution The Lord will perfect or evolve those things which concern me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. The psalmist is saying, Lord, while I'm being evolved, I need some mercy. And mercy is when God blocks the negative that you do deserve from coming your way. He says, it endures forever. Don't forsake the work of your hands. Which means even while I'm being evolved and everything around me is evolving, I'm going to feel like you've forsaken me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel like you've dropped me. I'm going to feel like you've left me. I'm going to feel like you don't want me no more. I'm going to feel like you don't care. I'm going to feel like you're not there. I'm not talking to anybody. Like the psalmist, he said, I'm going to feel by myself. But the truth is, say, I am not forsaken. I'm not forgotten. But I am evolving father customize, taylor make this word for us your people over these next few moments that we would move and walk in what you've ordained and that's that we would be evolutionaries in jesus name the 915 shouted real loud amen and say you can be seated in the presence of the lord uh, today's message is this developing the discipline to win say developing the discipline to win Now this series, Evolutionaries, that we're in church, is about who Jesus is, who you are, and who I am. We are evolutionaries, and to evolve means to develop, to advance, to grow, to rise, to progress, to expand, to unfold, to transform, and go through the process of continuous change from a lower state to a higher state. Say, I'm an evolutionary. Sunday, we learned that part of being an evolutionary is you must be, and there was a blank, and we filled in that blank with two things. The first is you must be born again, and we learned that being born again or becoming a good Christian or making a decision for Jesus, all of those things mean the same thing. It starts with a prayer, but it evolves into discipleship, and we ask this question to really determine if you are stuck at the prayer or have you evolved into discipleship. Now, your neighbor, watch this, they have decided to evolve into discipleship. Discipleship. You're not sitting next to somebody that wants to stay stuck out of prayer. You're sitting next to somebody that says, baby, I want to evolve into discipleship and discipleship means I'm a disciplined student. Check it out. So we ask this question. What did you walk away from? Because if Christianity costs you nothing, you'll treat it like nothing. Then we ask this question, what have you denied yourself of? Do you know what it means to deny yourself, church? It means to say no. Part of being an evolutionary is learning how to walk away from what's not good and how to deny yourself of what feels good but isn't good. Matthew sixteen twenty four. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So we learned last week that you must be what? Born again. And those are the two questions we ask. Go get that message up. But then we learned that you must be, you remember the second one? Broken. And that one we spent some time in on Sunday and we spent some more time in on Wednesday. Anybody, you got some areas of your life where you're being broken right now? Anybody, anybody, anybody. That's good news because if you're being broken, that means he's about to bless. God cannot bless anything that he has not first broken. Let me prove it to you. Why give power to somebody that won't appreciate it? Why give an opportunity to somebody that won't maximize it? Why give glory to somebody that can't go through a story? Why give a mountaintop to somebody that can't walk through the valley? Slap your neighbor and say, he's about to bless you. And say, it's going to blow your mind. I think there's somebody at this worship experience that says, I'm ready to see him blow my mind. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what he's about to do in my life. But to do that, he first has to break me. So, 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 that's why Psalm 138 says, the Lord will perfect or evolve that which concerns me. Mm, You've been molded and formed to think and act like you do because of the nouns that you have been exposed to now people go with me places go with me go with me check it out you've been molded and formed to think and act like you do because of the nouns you've been exposed to but we must all evolve watch this because god's in the business of making things better not leaving them be i need you to get that god is not interested in you just sitting back and just being happy now i'm not saying he doesn't want you happy But you need to understand that sometimes happiness comes at a cost. Because what we call happy is nothing more than managed misery. Okay. God is not interested. Watch this church. In leaving you be, he's interested in making you better. Which is why Jeremiah 18.4 says this. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Well, the potter is God. The clay is us. Marred means messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up, stuck up. Whatever up you whatever word you put for up. Quiet in the church. So he made it again. Notice he didn't try to just add to it. It says he what? Made it again. But he's using the same clay. Which means what did he have to do to make it again? Break it. See what you're going through in your life right now is breaking you so that he can finally make you he's not just gonna add he's gonna say no i'm gonna take you but i'm gonna break you then i'm going to make you because the you that you were was good enough for the life of le- the level of life that you were at but the level of life that you're evolving him too needs a better version of you So he made it again into another vessel. Watch this, church. As it seemed good to the powder to make. Which means, watch this. God is making you into what he wants, not what you want. God is not interested in your five-year plan. In fact, let me help you with something. Instead of making plans, then praying, you need to pray, then make plans. Because you'll make a whole bunch of plans and God will say, Nope, 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 nope. We ain't doing none of that. Can I get a witness in here where you made a whole bunch of plans and then God just broke all those plans, messed all those plans up because He's not interested in you submitting your business proposal for what you think your life's supposed to be. He says, you're going to do what I say to do and when I say jump, you're going to say how high. We all have our plans. We all have our this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. By the time I'm 22, I'm going to do this. By the time I'm 32, I'm going to do this. By the time I'm 42, I'm going to do this. By the time I'm 52, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Then by next Thursday, I'm going to do this. And God's like, all of that is cute. What's that? A storm. To blow away all your plans. And God says, you're going to have to lay down your plan and pick up my plan. Because 2,000 years ago, he paid for you. You didn't pay for yourself. Got it? So since you didn't pay for yourself, you don't get to run anything. Run anything. That's a Southern colloquialism. That means you don't get to be in charge. Here's the, the funny thing. You think you're in charge. You you really? Oh, no, I have control over this and control over that because God is like, oh, you do. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can't believe that's happened. Yeah, because you needed to learn you ain't in the control of nothing. (laughs) Are you here, church? So we learn this and here it is to make you new. He breaks the old you. To make you new, he breaks the old you. And here's how he does it. In this verse, I don't know if I'm going to get past it to get into today's actual message. So we'll see how far we can get. Job 16, 14. He breaks me with wound upon wound. He runs at me like a warrior. Okay, well, watch this. How does he make you? He breaks you. How does he break you, Job says? With wound upon wound. Failure upon failure, disappointment upon disappointment, bill after bill, drama after drama, issue after issue, problem after problem, Judas after Judas after Judas after Judas after Judas, after Judas until you learn how to recognize him from a mile away. And when you see crazy coming next time, you'll cross the street. Watch what Job says. He breaks me. How does he do it? 915 with wound upon wound. If you grew up in the South, there was a different kind of discipline than is used in the Rocky Mountain region. In the Rocky Mountain region, we use time out and we use family talks and we use money jars and we use, you know, put your phone in the cup and you can't use it for two hours. In the South, there was a different form of discipline that was used. Um, it involved whatever the nearest instrument that could be found. <laughs> Let one of your mamas or daddy had a pallet available. They would have said, Come here, boy! Didn't I tell <laughs> so, so Some of you, some of you, it was a belt. For some of you, it was an ironing cord. For some of you, it was a purple comb. I'm having flashbacks. For some of you, for some <laughs> For some of you, it was a shoe. For some of you, it was a cast iron skillet. That's why you can't cook today. You just got fear. Every time you walk in the kitchen, just fear and trembling come over you. Okay? So here's how God, because you like, you thought you came up with that. You thought you came up with a switch. God was like, I've been whooping folk like that for years you gonna give me what i told you didn't i say they ain't no good for you you don't listen and then sometimes he got to put the whooping in real fast pace and sometimes when he whoops you, he got to go real fast You're like okay you gonna get this with the last 10 days of this spiritual year Cause this is the year where you gotta leave, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking at all as well. So some of y'all, you in a fast whooping, but God is like, come here boy, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. And it's a real fast one. He's like, can I get a witness for anybody that's right there? He breaks me with wound upon wound. That's why so many things are happening so quickly around you. Watch this, watch this. He breaks me with wound upon wound. Watch this next part of the verse. He runs at me like a warrior. Now, this is interesting because the normal imagery we have is God, is love and mercy and kindness, and he's all of that. But somebody that really loves you will check you. Even if checking you means you ain't going to call him no more. Even if checking you means you're going to lead a church and have a little attitude. Even, y'all not saying nothing. Even if checking you means you're going to get frustrated because of your own pride and your own issues. He, somebody that really loves you will check you at the expense of no longer having you. So watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He runs at me like a warrior. God warrior god that's why one of his names is Jehovah Sabaoth. The, the god of war like come here and notice what Job says he runs at me so check it out here's now the message how do I handle breaking one word discipline <laughs> How do I handle wound upon wound, disappointment upon disappointment, test upon test, issue upon issue? It's one word, shout it with me, 915, discipline. So here it is. Discipline, though, must be developed. Say, it must be developed. developed. See, it's in that breaking that we develop the discipline to win. Watch what Jeremiah, another guy in the scripture, watch what he said when he was being broken. In Jeremiah ten nineteen. Jeremiah was being broken. And when he was being broken, watch his evolution midst three he says this woe is me for my hurt wan 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 so and so didn't do me right so uh, this is happening with my money this is happening with my car This is happening with my friends this is happening with that this happening with that wan 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 he says my wound is severe well who do we just learn uses wounds to break god so what's god doing to Jeremiah breaking him so he can what? Make him. See, you need to know you're in good company if you're being broken. Because if he did it with the best of the best in the scripture, that's an indication he must think something's great about you. But you slap your neighbor, high five, say there's something significant about you. Woe is me for my hurt. My wound is severe. He says, God, this hurts. Ah. You have been so mad with your wounds? You just, you sound constipated? He says, My wound is severe. He says, But I say, Watch, He starts out whining. And it's like, Midstream through his whine, God is like, Do you need another one? Show me, Kebber, man So they can see what I'm doing. So he starts out, Woe is me. God is like, Parents, you already know when you begin to pull it back. Now, I'm not encouraging any abuse or disobedience to any of your local, state, federal laws. But some of y'all, the reason you still got your right mind today is because somebody said, Woe is me for my hurt, my wound is severe. So mid sentence, he's like, wham, wham, wham. God, I'm just so mad. Oh, why am you doing this to me? And God's like, why would I not do it to you? I only break to make. So if I'm not breaking, I don't want to make anything out of you. Watch this. But I say, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Because when they're in the scripture, they're normally when somebody has a moment of evolution. Okay, so since y'all laughing at me, touch your neighbor and tell him, say, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Say scriptural. See, some of y'all took that to a whole other place. And y'all smirking at Bishop. I knew he was from the South. I knew it. I knew it was from the South. <laughs> Notice, it's a capital B, so it's a big butt. But I say, truly, this is an infirmity. But I must bear it. Now, infirmity, check this out, church. It means this is causing me grief. I'm losing something lesser to gain something greater, but it still hurts nonetheless. But notice what he said. Say it with me. I must bear it. First two words. I must. Do you know what that means? I don't have an option. That's how discipline works. Discipline says, I don't have an option. I what must. Here's the issue that many of us have been running into is we are waiting on monumental moments that are never coming because our self-discipline to win hasn't been developed because you still have options about things that should not be optional. And discipline isn't a dirty word. It's a word that those that dominate love because discipline is how we win. Say discipline. It's not a dirty word. In fact, when we hear it, sometimes... "Mm, Can he preach about the blessing? Can he preach about favor? Well, to get all that... You're going to need some discipline. Discipline. Discipline says, I must. It says, I what? Must. I didn't have an option this morning. I'm saying, God... You know, I ain't going. I don't want to. But I'm deal with this, 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 this. this. I'm going to do that, 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 that. I'm not going. I don't know. Because I'm disciplined. So I said, I must. I must. I don't have an option to say, you know what, uh, God, you know, I'm fasting. I'm just going to have a cheeseburger, though. Because my victory... My victory can be sold for $1.27. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. You you had an option to set out your future over a cheeseburger? Really though? Why they do that? Some things only happen by fasting and prayer. So if I avoid the fasting, then some things won't happen. not beating you up if you did it. I'm just saying get back in it. I'm not beating up if you did I'm just saying get back in it. And some of y'all just go, oh God, how did he know? I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not beating you up if you did. I'm just saying, get back in. Somebody say, get back in. Get back in. Here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Discipline isn't a dirty word. Discipline is how we win. Second point of the message, discipline is how we win. Say, discipline, discipline. is how we win. So first point, discipline must be developed. Second point, discipline is how we win. Watch what the Apostle Paul. I like the Apostle Paul because you see his whole life chronicle. He starts out as this arrogant, know-it-all guy who gets slapped around with some wounds and by the end of it he's like Lord just do what you're gonna do I ain't fighting you think about it think about it think about son. he starts out because he was very critical of other leaders that had accomplished more in one day than he had done his whole life I guess it said something right there sometimes you're critical of people who have done more in their failure than you've done in your successes You got a lot of commentary. They should do this. They should do this. They should do this. Well, on their worst day, they did more than you've done on your best day. So just be careful in your criticism because it looks easy to criticize, but you don't know the price that's paid. You don't know the decisions that have to be made. So you criticize somebody that's done more on their worst day than you've done on the best of your best days. That's how Paul was. Paul was very critical of the other apostles. They walked with Jesus. So they paid a price. Paul couldn't imagine. And Paul said, they seem to be pillars. And Peter and them, I know they were like, see. Do you know what we had to go through? Walking through crowds of people. We didn't know who had shanks. We didn't know who had knives. We didn't know who was trying to kill Jesus. Do you know what it is to sit in a staff meeting knowing one of them is going to betray the Lord and we trying to figure out which one of it is? Do you know what it is to walk with the man whose greatness makes our weakness uh, check ourselves every single day? We seem to be pillars of faith. Man, please. Paul starts out very arrogant. He criticizes the others and then he gets some wounds. And then once he breaks, Paul is like, whew. Then he says this, I'm the least of them. He said, forgive me for even talking to you, Peter, James, and John like that. See, here it is, Galatians 2.9. So you can just see it. You with me, church? And when James, Cephas, Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me. Look at me. Paul, in Galatians, he starts out arrogant. He starts out very arrogant. That's how he is. He's very prideful. "Mm, The Lord's going to use me. You ain't done nothing. You ain't done nothing. And, And you finna tell them. Peter won more in one day than Paul could even imagine winning in one day. It took Paul two years to win a continent. It took Peter one message. To reach several continents because the people were gathered from different places. So here's the point Paul's journey is, is very interesting, and we get to 1 Corinthians 9, and you'll see Paul talk about discipline. He only gets this way because he'd been broken with what? Wound upon wound. So here he is in 1 Corinthians 9 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? Somebody say, I gotta run but only one receives the prize well the worst things we did in America is start giving participation awards oh they all tried yeah, but they didn't all win got it because then here's what happens in culture then we want to be celebrated for trying but I gave it my best. No, you didn't. You gave it your rest. You did not give it your best because you weren't there the earliest. You didn't leave the latest. You didn't put in all the time. You didn't take the classes. You did not give it your best. First Corinthians 9, 24. Do not know who run in a race. All run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. What's she talking about? The prize. Now watch this next verse. Uh, uh, Or before we get to verse uh, 25, I I want you to, I want to say this to you. The race is scheduled. You must run. So you might as well win. Question. Say, Bishop, what do I win though? Evolution. Watch. Watch this. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Now, now, here's what he's saying. He's saying, watch this, the prize there in the Greek language of our New Testament it actually means progress. Progress is one of the definitions of evolution. So what do you win when you run well? Evolution. What do you lose when you run without discipline? Evolution. So what happens? You're stuck. Are you hearing me church? So watch verse 26. Therefore I run thus. In other words he says I run like this watch me do it just look at your neighbor say watch me do it, me do it. therefore I run thus not with uncertainty he says this is how I fight Now, there's one who fights the air you know why your neighbor has been feeling so tired it's cause they've been boxing the wrong enemy they've been fighting the air and the air ain't the reason they're not evolving They've been fighting God, and God is not the reason they're not evolving. Watch. He says, my disciplines aren't a waste of time. Look at verse 27. Paul says, this is how I run. Say, watch me do it. Me do it. I discipline my body. It's not a dirty word. Somebody says, it's not a dirty word. And I bring it into subjection. now this is this is some real christianity stuff here this isn't cookies and cornflakes this is some real christianity stuff because this ain't lord do it this is lord do it through me but i discipline my body and i bring it into subjection lest when i preach to somebody else i become disqualified he said what i look like saying it to you and i'm not doing it myself so so say discipline In other words, that word disqualified, Watch this? He says, I discipline my body. I bring it into subjection. That's when I preach to others. I myself should be disqualified. That means to be a counterfeit. To fail. To pass the test. Paul says, I'm the real thing. Paul said, you've seen a lot of counterfeits. He said, but I'm the real thing. Here's a good place for your neighbor to shout. You've had a lot of counterfeits in your life. But you, you're the real thing. You had a lot of fake and fickle folk around you, but you, you're the real thing. How do I know? Because you got up this morning and said, I will. Bless the Lord at all times. I, I got stuff going on around me, stuff going on in me, stuff going on through me. But I'm going to discipline myself to go to that church to give him praise. What? So he says, I discipline my what church? My body. What is body senses he says i disciplined my hearing i disciplined my sight i disciplined my taste i disciplined my touch i disciplined my smell was the other one i got them all and hearing i said hearing let's just hear them again hearing seeing smelling tasting touching one more time church hearing smelling or uh, whoops whoops. (laughs) that's why i don't go to kids that's why i don't teach the kids because i would be like y'all supposed to be taking notes you're supposed to be i'm just joking i'm just joking you ready let's do it hearing seeing smelling tasting touching do you discipline those things okay okay watch this church Discipline, that means to lead, to bring along, to bring into subjection, to be fully compliant to the will of a master. But most of us are mastered by our senses. We don't master our senses. And to be an evolutionary, you got to reverse it. Tell us how got to, got to reverse it. You got to reverse it. You got to reverse it. You got to reverse it. See, discipline is developed when you say yes or no to nouns. People, places, things, and ideas. Consistently. For the right reasons. Say it again. Discipline is developed when you say yes or no to nouns. People place things out like there consistently for the right reasons. And notice what he says. I bring it into subjection. I bring it into su- Which means it ain't just coming on its own. I have to force it. Here's how many of us live. It's whatever I'm going to do. That's feel- I'm just feeling some type of way today. I know they said lift your hands. I'm just feeling some type of way though. Because your discipline is such that whenever your emotions don't want to praise God, they won't. Your discipline is such that whenever you don't want to do a good job, you don't. Your discipline is such that whenever you don't want to be on time, you're not. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Now, if y'all get quiet on me, I got to preach hard. And, And so... Say, bring into subjection. Look at what enters your senses. Is it adding to you or decreasing you? The movies you watch, the music you listen to, the television you watch, the internet you look at, the social media you're on, the news, the magazine, video games, friends, family with personal opinions that aren't biblical. You have too much of you that is not under subjection because you think you have options. Not under subjection. It tells you. You don't tell it. It's quiet in church. It's quiet in church. It's, ooh, and then normally y'all get loud once I say it's quiet in church twice, but y'all just like, it is. <laughs> I agree. It is, it is. It's very quiet in here. You don't have options, evolutionaries, about certain things. Don't have an option to lie. Don't have an option to be late. Don't have an option not to give it our best we don't have an option not to be in church we don't have an option not to give See, I, those aren't options for me it's not options for me I, is those, say those aren't options for me options. I don't have options to tell him no I tried that years ago and then he was like okay no okay I love you son move your hand move your hand any move your hand in here you know what it and if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me just set you up for this. So that way you'll remember this all this week when you think, I don't know if I'm going to pray. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. But this is the thing, you know. So so what would happen is that whenever you were going to be disciplined in certain regions of the country, is that what you would kn- you knew it was coming. See, some of you shouldn't be shocked about what's going on in your life because your pride wrote this check. Your lack of faithfulness wrote this check. But here's the good news. Grace and mercy are with you all the days of your life is there anybody where you can give them a praise that even though you're being broken even though you're being wounded grace and mercy are with you it ain't to tear you down it's to build you up so what happens they take their hand up they put their hand back and and, and you knew it was coming so and you do this and the more you did that The further back the hand went, some of y'all got whoopings from on the flow. It was like their hand was on the flow. They did a whole matrix. They went on the flow, got up. <laughs> watch. Watch, 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 watch. Say, I don't have options about certain things. Which brings me to the last point of today's message. Discipline determines your destinations. Take it out. Your discipline actually determines your destinations, where you're going. The antonym of discipline, watch this, nine fifteen, is laziness. That means to stop, to be idle, to be inactive, to be underactive, to be sluggish, or to stop doing what works. And you'll start losing when you get lazy, and we'll drift in the wrong direction when we lack discipline. I want to lose weight. It's just one more brownie. I want people to be honest with me. It's just one more line. I want to soar, but you hang out with chickens. I want to succeed. It's just another nap. I want to be out of debt. It's just one more credit card. I want to be a stronger Christian. It's just one Sunday I miss. Oh, y'all got quiet right there. See discipline says I'll be up early I'll sleep late Discipline is the vehicle that gets me to my destination Not skill, not talent, not gifting, not anointing Discipline Discipline is the vehicle of the kingdom I want to ask you What did you roll up in here today with? What vehicle did you come into church with? Because if you didn't come in here with discipline If you didn't come in here with I don't have an option because he's been too good to me I'm going to tell you You're not headed anywhere But your neighbor Matter of fact all of us we we are evolutionaries which means we are headed somewhere great somebody shout i'm an evolutionary your discipline is your vehicle your discipline determines where you're going so here it is church i want to give you one example that shows you this discipline thing say discipline 2 Kings 13, 18. You've seen this scripture before. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck three times and then he stopped. Verse 19, and the man of God was angry with him. So he was angry. So he was mad. So he was frustrated. And he said, you should have struck. Watch this. Once you catch it, just stand up and turn around one time. Now, to like, why in the world would I do that? That's crazy. When you realize that... To evolve. Uh, there's going to be sometimes you going to look crazy. I bet you that caterpillar turning into that butterfly looks crazy <laughs> until it starts. I bet you that ego breaking up out of that egg looks crazy until it's. So you're going to do that just to be a point of mental interruption to the way you were doing it. When I get to it, watch it when you catch it. My discipline determines my what? Destinations. Watch this. And the man of God was angry with him. And he said, you should have struck five or six times and you would have struck Syria till you have destroyed it. But now you will only strike Syria three times. No, no, y'all missed it. Some of y'all like, where is it at? It's in there. (laughs) Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's re-rhyme. Cassette player. Verse 18. Then he said, this is Elisha, the man of God, the prophet speaking to the king. The man of God was the king maker. He said, take the arrows. He took them. You got some over there? Let me have that stand there. Gracias. Mm-hmm. I got, no, this is good. Then he said, take the arrows. This is my arrow. I intend to win. So I got three ways to take it out. He said, verse, take them." Such a name say, take them. Notice, he says, "Be disciplined with what you already have. He said, they already have the arrows. You, you don't need anything new. you just need to be disciplined with what you have. Stop saying I need a new car, be disciplined with what you have. Stop saying I need a new job. be disciplined with what you have. Stop saying I need a new spouse. Be disciplined with what you have. Stop saying I need another place to live. be disciplined with what you have." So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. Notice what he didn't say. Stop. What did he say? Strike. What does that mean? Perpetually do it until I say don't do it no more. So, what does he have to have to win? Discipline. Because imagine, okay, strike, 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 strike. I'm tired. Strike. This is heavy. Strike. Can I go eat? What is lunch? And all his friends are like, You still doing that? I'm gonna come in your Kool-Aid, right? Real quick. I'm gonna come and get up. It just don't seem like it's working. Just don't seem like it's it's happening for me. <sighs> oh, this is taking so long, God. You maybe you forsaken me. Maybe you dropped me. Maybe you maybe you ain't with me no more. Maybe you don't want to see me win, God. God, if you were for me, why am I going through all this? Keep striking, boy strike the ground have discipline to keep going even if it looks like it's not working you cannot stop so he strikes three times boom 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 like okay all right elijah done and look at verse 19 verse 19 says this he says No, not that scripture that's a good one though but verse 19 of where we were but that's a good one though that, that's a good one. Touch the said, say, that's a good one. That's just not the one. I'll tell you what it says. Verse 19, he says, he, he says in 2 Kings chapter 13, verse number 19, he says, the man of God was angry with him. Say he was angry with him. And he was angry with him because what he needed, when he needed, it wasn't there. And the man of God was angry with him and he said, you should have struck five or six times. And when he says, or six, what is he really saying? You just should have kept striking until I said, Stop he's not specific because he says I didn't need to be my previous directive was due see here's here's where we sometimes struggle you're like God oh God oh God what am I supposed to do last thing I said to do oh God oh Mitsubishi Subaru Honda He said, do what I said to do. This is not that deep. This is not that hard. God, I'm just seeking you. I already told you. I'd set a door before you. Walk through it. Oh, God, is this the door? It's the only one in front of you. Oh, God, oh, God, strike the ground, boy. I need you to get real, real, real rough for just about five seconds. Slap your neighbor, high five, say strike the ground, boy or girl or whatever. And keep doing it until he says do something else. I got to close it right here because I'm out of time. He said, had you keep striking, you would have destroyed your enemy. He said, but now you're not going to destroy them. You're only going to strike them. There's some stuff you only got 10 days to get handled. Watching days? Because that's going to be the beginning of a brand new spiritual year. God says, keep being disciplined. Even if it seems like it's not working, keep striking the crumb. Is there anybody at this 915 that says, watch me keep on striking? Watch me be disciplined. Somebody holler, I'm an evolutionary. Shout it again, I'm an evolutionary. And I'm out of time. got to be disciplined so I got more message no more clock good thing I control the clock well, what's this discipline must be developed discipline determines your destinations got it but, but watch this church but discipline is how we win That's how we win there's are some areas where you've slacked up in your discipline so you stop winning now God is saying to you today to be an evolutionary you have to be disciplined again you have to be disciplined again and it starts small it starts with small strike it starts small it starts with a little gossip and then before you know it you're nothing more than take out media or whatever It starts it starts with it starts with one conversation with somebody other than your spouse. That should be a conversation you have with your spouse. And then before you know it, it's phone down at the table. Face down. Well, married people's phones should be like this. Oh, matter of fact, take it. Check it. You got quiet in the church. It starts with one Sunday. You know what? I'm gonna sleep in today. I'm
1: tired.
0: It, It starts with one little thing, and then before you know it, your discipline is just and then you're like, Why am I not winning, God? Why am I not winning? He said, You stop striking. You were your best when you were disciplined. You were your best when people would say certain things. You'd be like, "No, no, nope. no." Nope. You were your best when you got the instruction and you ran with it. Now you question the same instruction that got you to where you were. But I think there's some evolutionaries in here. Let's say if discipline is how we win, then come on, discipline. Would you just save that whip and say, "If discipline is how we win, then come on, discipline."